This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host today, Jared Timms. This is the NLB Draft Edition. Drafts tomorrow. We didn't want to miss out on that. I know we're podcasting minimally these days due to life happening, but we did want to get some time in with you to talk about the draft. There's some interesting prospects for the Angels out there, and the man of the hour for that is always going to be Jared. Jared, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, I, I just had one question for you. I, I, can, I asked you before we... Uh jumped on the air here but uh going with the draft theme give us a scouting report on the Derek C. Apollo days of baseball what, what was what did the scouting report look like for you I couldn't hit a lick I was I started baseball late um I think if I would have been given time I would have been fine I was fast in the field I had a good eye for you know get drawing walks um but as an actual hitter itself had so many different holes in my swing that I probably never would have made it. I could pitch. I could pitch, but the the hitting was never going to be there. Pitching, I had a nice curve, and I think if I would have kept playing, I actually would have pitched. So, there you go. There's my sc- How was yours? Like, come on. We, we, we know you played. What did you do? <laughs> oh, I was I was never a really good hitter. I went back, and I was watching some video. I've been watching some video on, uh, like, my Little League days, and, man, it was not a good swing at all. My swing looks so much more, like, nicer now. But I, I was more of a pitcher. I mean, I was low to low eighties guy. Would just kind of mess around with people, timing wise, and all that, all that fun stuff. So, um, but but yeah, I mean, it, nothing ever. It was never good enough to play major league baseball, or you know, I, I had a couple indie ball offers and such. But I mean, college was you know where where it was, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> now. What got you to the point where you decided to choose to cover baseball instead of playing the game? Um, you know, I just kind of, you know, there, there's a time where you figure it out and you're like, man, you know, I don't know if I'm good enough to play at the next level. 
So I just kind of started, you know, talking more and more baseball and looking stuff up as more as much as I can. And, um, you know, it just, I seem to be pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, I'm not very good at English. I mean, if anybody, you know, kind of reads my articles or, you know, listens to me talk, <laughs> English is uh, almost second, uh, second nature to me. And that's not, not, not all that good, but, you know, it, it, it's something that's come along a little bit and I, you know, my writing skills have gotten a little bit better. Um, but I just, you know, love talking baseball and, you know, the longer that I can stay in the game, the you know better it'll be. The longer we can stay in the game, well, maybe the game isn't staying with us right now. Yeah, just want to I point know. that out. Like, like, I'm getting frustrated. I think I I, I have tickets out. Matter of fact, we had our tickets bought for our opening day contest, and I've kept them there. I haven't called the Angels about it yet, but I'm about to because. You keep hoping there's a small chance that they'll play before fans. They probably won't, but there's hope, you keep hoping there'll be a small chance they will. And these guys can't get together. So we need to get to that. But first, folks, I know we're sporadic of late. That's because in a, today's world, you've experienced it. Life has happened. There's just no way around that. So hopefully we get some baseball going here and have more things to talk about. In the meantime, head over to iTunes, please, Apple Music, and leave us that five-star review. We will do a makeup contest for it. If we don't get a chance to get tickets this year, we'll do something for you. But it helps us in the charts. It helps us maintain a following, even though we have not been as able to podcast as much as of late as we would like to. We do need to keep going, and we hope that you can support us. So again, leave that five star review, send us a a screenshot of that, and we're going to enter you into our yet to be determined contest. It'll be something angels. We'll send you something. We'll make something happen for you. We'll make something magical. Magical. I've had a couple ideas for that, Jared. i got a couple ideas for that. Things we can do. I used to go to like uh, 30 games a year, so I have a lot of memorabilia. So all you got to do is ask me, and I'm sure I could throw some stuff in that pot too. Well, I was thinking honestly about going on and collecting some of the past bobbleheads and then giving those away um, from years past. All for it. I've been thinking about that. We'll see. But we'll, we'll see. Anyways, first things first before the draft. We're going to be quick here. We don't want this to be a long podcast. We know you, like me, and everybody else have, have a busy life right now. But yesterday, MLB sent a 76-game proposal to the union that actually surprised you that they did that. They had originally said they weren't going to send in a proposal. Now, they're at 76. I think this was the, the, uh, the owner's last shot at a, a season of more than 50 games. Quickly, according to Jeff Passan, well, let me quote it out for you. He wrote that uh, MLB's Major League Baseball's latest proposal to to players on a return-to-play economic package offered a higher potential salary than the last plan, but less guaranteed money over a 76-game season. Players and officials at the MLB Players Association quickly scoffed at the proposal, which was obtained obtained by ESPN, continuing the gridlock that's prevented MLB from returning after a coronavirus-related delay to the beginning of the season. If the two sides, if the sides are unable to agree with a deal, the league has the ability to implement a schedule of its own desired length. I had a couple words there. It's desired length. It has focused recently on a four, potential 48-game season, sources told ESPN. Wow. Okay, so quickly. Quickly. Uh, MLB's proposal covers up to 75% of the players' prorated salaries over a 66-game season. That's about $1.43 billion total compensation. 
9.8 million, uh, sorry, 989 million would be in, in straight salary and 443 would be in money if the playoffs take place. So because there are fears of a second wave of coronavirus, the league is trying to end the regular season by September 27th. Basically, they have a, f- a couple fewer games. They added $200 million in potential playoff revenue. And the union came back with a 114-game season. I got to be honest here. I don't see, you know, the union, union didn't even give it a chance. So I don't see this going anywhere. MLB's all for the draft. This is draft related. We'll also get rid of direct draft pick compensation. And that's, her, that's hindered the market for free agents. We're going to get rid of that, so that would have helped the players a little bit. But um, your thoughts on just what you're hearing there? No, it's rough. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have too much to say on it. It's just a rough situation, you know, that the everybody's got to be fighting over money and such like this, and especially in this time. But yeah, you know, I mean, any, I guess, any baseball at this point, is baseball. You know, if it's 48 games, it's 48 games. 76 games, 76 games. You know. Just uh, it's a it's a rough rough situation, you know, and it, it'll it's good that you know hockey's going to be back and basketball and you know hopefully future football down the future. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just going to kind of be something we're unfortunately just going to have to wait out, which is not something that everybody likes to do. I know waiting isn't an extremely fun thing, but it's just kind of everybody's going to have to play the waiting game at the moment. I. I still feel the same way. I think now I feel more the same way as COVID's taken. I think it it just now has taken half my salary for the next school year. It's taken away my health insurance. My wife was one of the first people to be affected to COVID in December when all of a sudden all the, the tests she had coming in to grade for for TOEFL were dra- dramatically diminished to the point where she wasn't getting hours anymore. So over the course of this thing, I think my my family's lost. Jeez, if you're including what health insurance will be worth, I think my family's lost right now ninety percent of our income that I have to try to make up for when you include health insurance in it and how much that would cost. So I have a really hard time right now feeling anything but anger at how I'm watching this go on. I think one thing I do want to point out with the teams is the the baseball's proposal, this last one, fairly close in some ways to the previous one. And the fact that they're not moving too much tells me that they really are at a limit of what they can do with with the players. And the players need to reevaluate that. If the players, if the players think, well, they're not showing us the books, and I've made that argument about the books. Before you're giving away leverage for negotiation next year if you show them books, so you need to look at the actual situation at hand. If MLB could go down more, given the time constraints, I think they would have by now. So I, there needs to be some more talking going on at this point. Draft though, this is your bread and butter. You live and breathe this stuff. It's like you know, like stick a needle in your arm, you know, and just inject it right into your veins. I know you're ready for this, Jared. What do the Angels do with this draft? What do you believe their focus will be? And entering the draft, two separate questions here. What do you believe is the status of the Angels farm system at this point? Yeah, I mean, when you look at what they're going to do, this is a very heavy 
college pitching draft and you look at the top, you know, 50 prospects or so, I, I, I haven't even, you know, looked at, I, I haven't gotten numbers, but I'd say at least half are pitchers um, from college. And in general, I'd say 80, 75, 80% of those top 50 prospects are college guys. So it's very college heavy. Um, and if you look at what Billy and staff have done in the recent years, it's in a sense very high school heavy, though they went Matt Thice in um, 2016 in the first round, and they took Will Wilson last year in the first round. Both college guys, um, one out of Virginia, um, which is Matt Thice, and Will Wilson, who's now with the Giants, but he was out of NC State. So when you're looking at it, it it's, it's, it's a very college heavy. You'd have to assume that they may go college pitching. You know, they Angels haven't taken a pitcher in the first round since, I mean, I think maybe Nick Morande was the first rounder. I mean, you could even push back as far as, in a sense, Jared Weaver, you know, as a legitimate first rounder in the top, you know, 10 picks. So, I mean, do the Angels get a Jared Weaver type guy? There's a possibility if they get a everyday starter, if, you know, Reed Detmers or Max Meyer or somebody like that is there. But if you're looking at, the way the Angels are going, it's going to be an up-the-middle talent, you know, whether it's a catcher, shortstop, second baseman, pitcher, or center fielder, you know, and it also wouldn't surprise me if, you know, a guy like Robert Hassel is taken, um, you know, beautiful swing with him. So it's it's kind of up in the air. It's going to depend on who's there, too, you know, if um, th- there's so many names there. But, um, yeah, you know, and as far as the Angels farm system goes, it's the same as it's been you know they've promoted a lot of guys i know we've talked about this so much on this podcast with how many guys they've promoted it looks like it seems like the the farm system has gone down but in a sense i mean they've worked so hard on their international signings and their drafts that you know a guy they have a top five prospect in baseball they have brandon marsh who's arguably a top 100 prospect joe adele's or not joe adele jordan adams sitting just outside of the top 100 for um, quite a few. Jeremiah Jackson is, you know, blossomed into something special. Not a top 100 prospect yet, but there is something there. You know, um, I've been huge on Chris Rodriguez. I think he has top 100 potential. I think he has a, you know, a number one, if maybe a number two starter um, potential there. You know, so it's the Angels are very interesting. They're very young as well. I mean, again, something we've talked about. There's a lot of guys in the lower minors. You know, we're not going to see a whole lot of guys in Double A and Triple A, unless your name's Joe Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh or Jemai Jones. There's not too many guys that are going to blossom into something special. So it's 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 going to again kind of just be a waiting game with this with this prospect. But it wouldn't surprise me if they were a top fifteen, top ten, you know, group of prospects within the next year or two. So. What about the Angels overall, besides their youth, has you believing that particular point, 10 to 15 between there? I mean, last year, probably about this time of the year last year, they they got to where we believe they were a 12 to 15 farm system before they graduated half their, their AAA. Um, where are they now that you believe that's what's going on? And if there are holes in, in their farm system overall, where yeah, do the you know, angels address it? Yeah, um, it's it's the. I mean, if you look at what Billy Epler's done, it's been athletic middle infielders or up the middle talents, you know, such as 
I mean, they've taken how many outfielders? I mean, Joe Adele, Jordan Adams, um, Brandon Marsh, or even Jacob Pearson, who uh, went to the Twins, so the Angels could sign Shohei Otani. But or you look at shortstops: Kyron Paris, Will Wilson, uh, Jeremiah Jackson. I mean, that's where their bread and butter is going to be, and that's you know a really good thing that they can do is if you know that's what athletes can do is they can athletes can play all over the diamond and that's really where they've nailed it down is athleticism and being able to play multiple positions um but yeah you know it, it, the reason why i think they could be a top 15 that again or a top even 10 farm system is the upside that they've gone with they've gone a lot of high risk drafts draft picks i mean you look at joe adele again and Jordan Adams and such like that. Even Kyron Paris has been compared to some major leaguers. A good defender may not hit the ball as much, but a very, very good defender. You know, so it, there's a lot of upside, and it, if they develop into something, this this could be a really a very special farm system. I think um, when you look at the international guys as well, they've done a very, very good job of that. Errol Vera could be a top 100 prospect. By the time he's 18, and you know it, that that could be something really special. Um, Adrian Placencia, again, another guy up the middle, probably going to be more of a second baseman. Um, that is very very interesting. That if he develops, could develop into something pretty special as well. So I think there's a lot of potential. It's just if the Angels can develop these players into something. In the end, when looking back at how the Angels have developed farm talent. There has been some criticism, especially once they get up to the the major league level, that that development isn't to the level of what the A's have done, for example. Do you agree with that argument? Do you disagree? Do you see the Angels being able to develop the talent they're going to be picking up tomorrow and what they already have in the system? I think they've done a lot better as of late to develop those guys. I don't... It's It's a tough... Developing players is very tough. I mean... If we could all find the next Mike Trout or find the next Bryce Harper or Christian Yelich, it would, I mean, it would, everybody would be doing it. But there's a reason why everybody's not doing it. You know, I mean, even if you look at number one overall picks, yes, there's a good chance they're going to make it to the major leagues, but it's not a chance they're going to develop into uh, an all star or even a Hall of Famer or, you know, anything like that. You look at guys like, I'm going to throw out some pretty random names. Mickey Moniak was a number one overall pick by the Phillies, and I don't even know if he's going to make it to the major leagues, which is un, un, almost unheard of. Um, Mark Appel retired last year. He was the number one overall pick, I think almost twice by the um, Astros, and he didn't even make it to the major leagues. So it's it, developing your players isn't an easy thing. And even if you when, even if you look at the Astros and how they've developed their players, I mean, there was a, there was a time when, they had a couple drafts where almost everybody didn't even make it to the major leagues. And then they started picking, finding guys like, you know, Carlos Correa, John, um, George Springer. They've signed Jose Altuve. So in a sense, it's, it's a lot of luck too. You know, I mean, you're not going to go out there and find a Jose Altuve or Mike Trout everywhere. Um, so it, it's development is a lot, a lot, a lot of luck. And it's definitely a lot of skill too. And seeing what it is, but not everybody develops the same and not everybody not everybody can do, you know, what certain things they are expected to do. So, name them. What are you, who are your top prospects overall for this draft, and where do you think they land? 
Oh man, it's uh, for, I mean, for this draft, if you're looking at top prospects, I, I mean, that aren't going to get to the Angels. I'm a huge fan of Austin Martin out of um, Vanderbilt. There's, I don't think there's any chance. I'd say there's a zero percent chance of him finding it, their way to the Angels. But I love Austin Martin. I think he's the all-around package. Um, when you're looking high schoolers, Zach Veen is just far and above the best high school um, player in this draft. I mean, he's he's going to be something really special. Has a chance to, you know, hit twenty to thirty home runs a year if that power if power comes around. Has a sweet swing. Um, the speed is there. It's it's just it's the total package out of out of high school in my opinion. Um, I don't know if he gets to the Angels. He's been as low as nine, so and the Angels have the tenth pick. But if you're looking at where the Angels are and guys, I think they have a chance to get. I mean, when you're looking at college guys, Reed Detmers is super super interesting. Probably one of the most polished um, pitchers in this draft. I've heard of you know kind of a Rich Hill Barry Zito type of comp, which you know could be pretty interesting. Max Myers out of Minnesota is super interesting. The only thing that worries me with him is that there's a reliever risk there because he's only six feet tall, but he is throwing 96 to 98, touching 100 miles an hour with a wipeout slider. And Billy Epler loves his sliders. So, that I mean, there's got to be some type of connection there. You know, um, Garrett Crochet is another guy to keep an eye on out of Tennessee. And the Angels have drafted a lot of Tennessee pitchers in the past couple years. So there's that connection. Um, Cade Cavalli is another guy who's could go. Um, Garrett Mitchell, who's a out of UCLA, he's a Orange County guy, so there's that connection. But he's an outfielder. Um, Heston Kurt Jerstad is interesting if he gets there. So there's just a whole bunch of guys. Um, Patrick Bailey is one guy that's, whose names come up a lot, a lot when I talk to people. So I, it's it's one of those things where it, it depends on who's there and who the Angels are debate or who they think they can go with. It could be a pitcher, it could be a position player, but I think at the end of the day, I think they go college. I don't think they go the high school way, even though Robert Hassel's name has been in the mix quite a bit. What would surprise you for tomorrow when it comes to the Angels? What what would they do that would go? Uh, why? Why would they do that? If the Angels don't pick somebody. <laughs> I mean, that would be Come on now, goofball. That would be the biggest thing if the Angels don't pick somebody. Um, but you know, that's that's a that's a reach. It's a huge reach. Um, if they, I don't. There's not really anything that's going to surprise me. I mean, I've been surprised so many times before. I mean, you look at Taylor Ward was a huge surprise. I remember exactly where I was when they picked him, and I was like, "What in the world, Taylor Ward? I don't even know." Um, Matt Dice was a kind of a surprise for me. Even Will Wilson last year surprised a lot of people. Like he wasn't even in, on my radar. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if any of the guys that I listed off weren't picked. Um, the one guy that I really, really like that would surprise a lot of guys is Casey Martin, a shortstop out of I think Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he is probably the closest thing to a total package that could fall to the second or maybe even the third round. But if the Angels want to go under slot and save a couple bucks, which Artie Moreno seems to like to be doing lately, they can definitely go that route. And I think that he has a chance to be an everyday player for the Angels. If not, I mean, almost kind of like a... And, and, I, and I know Angel fans are going to hate me for this. Almost like a David Fletcher with more power type of mix. He can play multiple positions, super athletic. You know, it's 
the package is there. Um, he has a lot of swing and miss issues, which is not David Fletcher like. But I think that you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Casey Martin. I think that there there is something definitely there with that if they want to go under slot. But nothing would surprise me at all with the Angels, especially knowing what they do in the draft. All right, after the draft, what's next for them besides trying to get back on the field? Um. You know, I don't, I don't know. Trying to get back on the field, I guess, is the big thing. I mean, we'll continue to see how prospects develop and signing guys. And I know that they can sign players. I mean, their angels are able to sign players for twenty thousand dollar maximums. A lot of those guys will probably be senior signs if they do go that way. I know since they've furloughed almost all of their scouts, that the connection really isn't there with players. It's, but they're still going to get some guys probably to sign. You know, whether it's 5, 10, 20 guys, I have no idea how many that will be, but I think they'll definitely sign a couple guys after the draft. So we'll uh, just have to wait and see. Do you believe that the Angels' decision to furlough these guys will be detrimental to the club long term? Ask me in a month. I mean, it's one of those things we, I mean, we've talked about this. It's, it is a, from a business perspective, it's a smart move because they're getting probably getting paid more right now anyways, but it hurts how I would, I would, it would hurt me looking at, you know, if I was looking at getting drafted, it's like, man, do I really want to go play for the angels, man? I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you're a first round pick and you can go play anywhere, do you really want to go play for the angels? I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, depending on how much money they offer me, I guess, but, but yeah, you know, I mean, Again, it's 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 one of those things where how many guys after the top five rounds also sign, or how many guys will play professional at the major league level? I, it's 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 one of those things you're gonna have to ask me again in three months. There's not a whole lot of baseball going on on right now, so there's not a whole lot of scouting that can happen. So I mean, furloughing those type of guys, I guess, kind of made a little bit of sense, but at the same time, I mean, from a PR standpoint, I think it hurts so much. It just doesn't look good for in uh, an image for the Angels at all. So, all right. Well, there it is, folks. There's the the draft preview as it was, and we'll be a quick turnaround we'll back here in a couple of days after the draft is over, where Jared can give us the full breakdown of all that happened and more. So, again, it's today we're recording this on the ninth. We'll get it out today. Post draft, we we'll back later in the week to break it all down. Before we go, Jared, any closing thoughts on the world at all as it is right now i just need some baseball uh other than that no um yeah no let's get baseball going (laughs) all right on my end i think you guys know where i'm standing i want baseball back i'm tired of the games and i'm getting ticked about it so get it done baseball you'll lose a fan you'll lose a lot of fans and keep doing this stuff in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Hands. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find Jared at Jared underscore Tims. You can find the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found, including on Facebook, too. Don't forget us there. We have, we have the Talking Halos group. Hopefully, sooner or later, if the world turns to normal, we'll have a full website up and, and be able to communicate that way as well. So, in the meantime, we're out. Have a great one. Peace. The NBA 
can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action! Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness! Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.